0: Hi, hello. It is Josh Bowe from MavsMoneyBall.com coming to you with another edition of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. This time a victorious edition. The Mavericks narrowly defeat the Los Angeles Clippers 103-101 Tuesday night in Dallas. As you can tell by me starting this podcast, Kirk Henderson will not be joining. He has now gone to two consecutive Mavericks home games and instead of asking him to Beat the traffic to get home to record and stay up late to record a podcast. I'm joined by one of our staffers, Brian Zillum. Brian, how's it going? I'm doing okay, Josh. I'm glad we've
1: had a chance to kind of sit and wait, and I'm glad by the hair <laughs> of their goddamn chinny chin chin, the Mavericks somehow, some way, by hook or crook, by Luca magic, by Luca bullshit, they won this goddamn game. Like insane.
0: Yeah, uh, it was pretty crazy. Uh, as if you watch the game, you, you very much well know uh, how crazy it got in the second half. If not, Mavericks had a 25-point lead in the first half, did a 22-point lead entering halftime, and then they just had one of the worst third quarters I've, I've seen from this team in quite some time. They Clippers outscored the Mavericks 33-15 to 15 in the third quarter, and we had a game, and the fourth quarter was actually – if you erase the fact that like the Mavericks were up big in the first half, the, the fourth quarter on its own was like wildly entertaining. I mean, it was back and forth. Uh no team could really get control of the game. The Clippers retook the lead. They got out to like a, a four or five point lead. And then the Ma- like the Mavericks answered right back and then the Clippers would answer right back. And it it was it was crazy. It felt like a high stakes playoff game, uh, in the fourth quarter. I mean, these teams were just they were trading buckets. Um seemingly at will and the Mavericks found a way to to close it out and really the story of the game is Reggie Bullock and Dorian Finney-Smith the Mavericks are two rocks on the perimeter they're two best 3 and D wings Uh, really they're two only 3 and D wings with Josh Green coming off the bench you know that's about it for their wing rotation and they've struggled this season to say to put it lightly Dorian not as much as Reggie Bullock but there's been a lot of consternation around Reggie Bullock he hasn't been shooting the ball well at all. And he made four three-pointers in the, in the fourth quarter, scored 13 points. Dorian Finney-Smith made a career-high uh, seven three-pointers. He scored 21 points. And the Mavericks are virtually – I don't have the numbers in front of me, but they're, they're virtually unbeatable when Dorian scores uh, more than 15 points. Uh, and, and, I mean, if he gets into the 20s, I mean, it's pretty much game over uh it was a cra- it, it was crazy in the fourth quarter the the clippers basically did what every nba team has been starting to do which is they just did not want luka doncic to beat them and as we've heard from the brooklyn nets and the washington wizards uh opposing nba teams don't have too much respect for the mavericks supporting cast so they just blatantly doubled luka the entire fourth quarter luka only finished the game with three turnovers um looking it up right now he only had one turnover in the fourth quarter despite basically being double teamed the entire time um Dwight Powell made the right play uh as the release valve uh, off the double team and Bullock and Finney Smith just kept draining wide open three-pointers that the Clippers were willing to give them um and they never wavered off that strategy I mean they Bullock made four in the quarter uh um Finney Smith made two in the quarter you know so they combined to make six uh in the fourth quarter and they just kept doing it and they were like hell or high water they're like we're just gonna keep daring these guys to beat them and they did uh, brian what did you think of the, the crazy fourth quarter uh i mean just the game overall it was like the first
1: half was just like a sludge because i think we were talking amongst each other in the uh mass money ball slack and i was like god this game it sucks to watch tv and kirk of course is at the game so i could i could only imagine what it was like to watch the first half and then like the third quarter happened it was like an out-of-body experience because i of course you know made the bold claim said there's no way in hell the dallas mavericks will lose this game and they tried with all their might to somehow piss us away but like this was the first game josh i felt good about their first half effort especially in the first quarter Uh, i'm sure we'll dive in a little bit towards the end but like the the first Quarter specifically, Luca actually had some pretty solid body language. Like the Clippers really looked uninterested in the game at all. It looked like um, they left all their energy in Houston, so they must be uh, the Rockets must be uh, you know energy vampires, which doesn't bode well for Dallas because of course they play uh, the Rockets tomorrow night. But yeah, you get you get in the fourth quarter, it's just like what are we doing here? And then kids. Crazy decision to start Luca in the fourth and then essentially rest him for two minutes. And then that was my biggest fear going into the fourth quarter. I was like, oh my God, Luca's going to have to play this entire damn game. And of course he did. Uh, He finished with 40 minutes. Uh, Dinwiddie, uh, I was, that's what my thought was. I was like, oh my God, save us, Spencer Dinwiddie. He ended up with 41 points. I mean, obviously he cooled off a little bit. Eventually that's going to level off. But I mean, really happy to see Dorian. You know, go bananas. Uh, you know, Reggie came. Um, obviously, you would have liked Reggie to make both of those foul shots late. And of course, Luca somehow, some way made his. Uh, you know, and, uh Luca magic, Luca bullshit shot, which was just so stupid. Like, absolutely, just dumb. How did that go in? Because I know you sent out a, a tweet immediately. You knew that was going in. I was like, there's no fucking way that's going in. And of course, it does. And uh, that pretty much sealed the deal and um I'm just glad uh that play towards the end of the fourth quarter that um Covington didn't get a hold of that ball that uh Batum missed on that foul shot because good lord because uh I wouldn't have wanted to to entertain this game any longer than it absolutely should have and yes uh the the bad news is the Mavericks did blow a 25 point lead uh the good news is they did win uh they currently believe it or not just 7 and 1 at home uh and they are currently 1 and 4 on the road and uh they do have a back-to-back tomorrow but uh I would say the bad coming out of this game specifically um Maxi took that nasty nasty bump in the second quarter I was like Jesus christ I, it just I don't know if he just jacked up his back cuz I think it they said it was a back contusion right
0: Yeah I believe that was the official prognosis but yeah he did not play in the second half Oof. he did not look he did not look good uh new after that
1: there was definitely some blood of some sort coming off his body, whether that be arm. Um, super surprised that wasn't even a foul when he somehow kneed Reggie Jackson in that like body with his knee. And they were just like travel. Um, I would say just to be a little pedantic, uh, their officiating was not good at all, but that would have, I would have said that wouldn't have been a factor. Uh, I generally try not to be very like, Oh my God, the, the Matt, the, ma- I, said team loss because of the officials but uh i would say this officiating crew was not good buddy tonight uh they were kind of all over the place and um hindsight who would have thought that uh waving off that paul george three at the end of the first half would have made a freaking difference because that goes in mavericks loses game
0: yeah it was crazy um you know the officiating like neither team was happy uh, with the officiating tonight um I think almost, uh, I was kind of watching the fourth quarter and I was like, whichever team can like ignore the officials first, I feel like is going to win this game because it felt like after every single play on both ends of the floor, someone was yelling um, at a referee and (laughs) like, I get it, like it was bad, but like eventually it's just like, man, you got to get your head in the game or or you're going to let it slip away. And I was worried about that when Luca got that technical foul, but thankfully kept his composure. And again, the fourth quarter, um, Paul George had four turn- – like both teams basically played the same defense. The, the Clippers doubled Luka every possession, but the, the Mavericks role players were able to make the plays, and Luka was able to get the ball out cleanly. Uh, the Mavericks doubled Paul George almost every possession in the fourth quarter, and, and Paul had uh, four turnovers alone in the fourth quarter. He had ten for the game. And I mean, uh, they had, And then the cl- leading to the Clippers having 21 turnovers total as a team, Jeez. And that's how, and I, this is one of the craziest stats I've seen. The Clippers shot 61% on two pointers, 43% on three pointers, 80% at the free throw line, and they lost. And that only happens with turnovers. Uh, the Mavericks had, uh, I think, 16 more shot attempts than the Clippers tonight. Uh, and most of them were, you know, they made more threes than them. So the math kind of won out in their favor. Um, but yeah, the fourth quarter was pretty crazy. Uh props to Dwight Powell, he had 5 assists and one turnover. Um and he really handled the pressure well in terms of like he had to make the right play. Like the spotlight was on him when Luka would would dump the ball off to him after, you know, they'd run a pick and roll, Clippers would double and and Powell was the one they were leaving open around the free throw line area. So, uh good for Powell for basically making the right read almost every time. Uh and and honestly, that's why he closed the game over Christian Wood. Wood had such a good first half, and he finished the game with 24 points, uh, 24 minutes, excuse me, 15 points. He had 14 points in the first half, so he made one free throw in the second half, and that was it. But um, the reason why he didn't get more time, I know it's been a, a constant thing. Like, why mm-hmm. isn't Christian Wood getting more time? Like, he's never—I don't think he's played 30 minutes yet no. in a Mavericks uniform. That's not well. In the 10 minutes Christian Wood played in the second half, he had one shot, he missed it. He missed three free throws and he had two turnovers and he was a minus 14 and I know plus minus in a single game is, is tough but wood was on the floor when during that third quarter when it was really bad and to be fair no maverick was really playing well in that third quarter no um so it's it's tough to put it all on him but but specifically like the turnovers he had two turnovers where he caught the ball uh you know off a of pick and roll off a of trap and he didn't make the right play he he I think he dribbled into a turnover and then made a bad pass and honestly I think those two plays spook Jason Kidd from trusting him down the stretch because I mean if he was doing that in the third quarter I mean the fourth quarter was he would have had to handle the ball almost every possession down the stretch with the way they were doubling Luca and I just don't think Kidd after what he saw in the third quarter trusted him uh, meanwhile Dwight Powell just seems to be as steady as a rock as far as the regular season goes so that makes a little sense it is a little disappointing after how he started the first half that he wasn't able to help the mavericks kind of shut the door on the game like you would think they could ride this game out so um kind of talking about that yeah i mean there are some negatives to this game i mean the mavericks popped up a big lead they had to play dinwiddie 41 minutes donch 40 minutes uh both bullock and and finney smith were in the in the 30s so it sounds like one of Doncic or Dinwiddie is going to get the night off tomorrow in Houston, which makes sense, but it's a shame because if the Mavericks just kind of took care of business in the third quarter, they would be able to play Luka and Dinwiddie likely tomorrow just to absolutely guarantee a win, even you know the Rockets are really bad. So, yeah, I mean, the Mavericks still only have one double-digit win this season, and that's that Memphis game. Like, they just – we talk about Luka and the workload and the usage you know, some of that is not going to be fixable without a roster move. Right, But in these situations, it's like, look, okay, like, look, he's going to have a high usage. He's going to have to initiate a lot. But in these games, when you get off to such a, like they have to find a way to close the lead. Like at least let his minutes, you know, like that's like the one place they can save, his, save him from wear and tear. Maybe not when he's on the floor with the usage, but like if they can just get some double digit leads and hold on to him, they could, lower his minutes uh just a tad and they just haven't been able to do that except for the memphis game And that was probably by far the most disappointing part of the game for me. well
1: Josh, like the thing that's frustrating is i don't understand how they keep on doing this amazing trick where it's just like oh you don't think we'll be able to blow this uh, 16 point lead in four minutes and the fourth quarter <laughs> we'll show you like i don't get it because it's like this team is like a, you know, it's they turn into a pumpkin at some point throughout the game. And it's very frustrating because I, this Clippers team was dead. They did not care. They weren't even like attempting to go to the basket at all in the first half. You know, Luke Kennard, it seemed like he got hurt. He only played three minutes of the game. So they didn't even have one of their best like perimeter shooters out there. I mean, Jesus, like, freaking Nick Batum went seven for seven uh, from threes. Thank God, like, he didn't get a three to end the game. Otherwise, we might have a different conversation right now. But, like, I was – my piss was boiling that the Mavericks somehow made this a clutch game again. Like, I don't understand that because, like, the third quarter was an outer body experience where they just – I don't think they even cared. that's the thing that really drove me bonkers because this lackadaisical like oh like oh you know whatever it'll be fine we'll eventually turn on the gas but like jesus dude like give me 25 percent of like an effort and you probably could have been up double digits by the end of the third quarter but it's like they actively tried to give that game away and it's like they don't even have their full complement of players, and they're on a second night of a back to
0: back, Josh. Why does this team keep yeah. doing this to us? Like that that was bad. Um, that's we haven't even talked about that. The Mavericks were on two nights' rest, and the Clippers were on second night of a back to back and third and four nights. And you're right, like every that first quarter, like <laughs> that looked like a tired team, and that looked like a well versus a well-rested team. Um so the fact that the Maver- like and if anything that should get worse as the game continues right yes. like they should- <laughs> So the fact that the Clippers were able to make their run in the second half and the third quarter when really they should be at the their legs should be gone uh that really was disappointing um and sure. yeah Luca scored 10 10- ever <laughs> scored 15 points in the third quarter we scored-, <laughs> scored 10 um so it, it you know this team the way that they rely on Luca to do everything, it's just going to be one of those seasons until they make a roster change or until we see something change with the consistency in the shooting. But like Tim Hardaway Jr. has to be like he is bad. He is bad. He is Ooh, actively are we, are we bad right now? now. Are we talking yeah. to him now? Yeah. Okay. Let's I mean, get this we, out of here. <laughs> I don't want to harp on it too much because he did. He just had two of his best games of the season. Um, but I mean, he's just he needs to be better. You know, we all looked at this roster and saw that like, yeah, this is going to be a Luka dominant roster again. And like, we're going to have to worry about his usage. But one of the few like glimmers was, can and, Tim just give them something resembling, you know, his first two full seasons in Dallas. And he's just, he's on quite um, the cold streak. If you think about dating back to last season before he got injured, I mean, he's just not, at a good spot right now with his shot. I don't know what needs to change, but it's going to be difficult. Like if he keeps coming into games uh, off the bench, it's going to be difficult for the Mavericks to to hold on to leads if he's shooting 20%, 30% from the floor every time he checks into the game. Yeah, and it's weird,
1: Josh, because I, st- I feel like ever since Carlisle left, he just hasn't been the same, even before the injury. Like, I could be wrong, but, like, even before his injury, I just felt like the numbers weren't the same. And it's like Carlisle was the Tim Hardaway whisperer, and then kid I don't know if he hasn't just been that invested or they just haven't clicked, but you could tell Tim really vibed with Rick when he was still here. And the injury obviously hasn't helped, like, Tim's repetition yet. I mean, eventually he'll get there, but it just, it, it's night and day. And then I know there's like the old, oh, well, you know, maybe we just need to get Tim's hard starting. No, God, no. You, <laughs> then you're only leaving Dorian out there as your only functional defender. I, I'm, I'm good. No. Uh, like, obviously you want him to find his way out of this funk, but a lot of those shots, I feel like he had were wide open too. That's what was like super frustrating. And then if he's not hitting those wide open threes, he's not really offering me that much on the defensive floor, uh, you know, and either, cause he was, you know, technically by a plus minus, he was definitely the lowest on that board. He was minus 11 and 22 minutes. Oh, for seven from the field with zero points. Like, ugh.
0: Yeah. Not ideal. You know, he's not really a, you know, he, he has some good moments individually okay. on defense and some one-on-one matchups, but he's just off the ball. He's not great. And yeah, he, For the most part, he's taking some decent shots. I thought he took he had a quick trigger on a couple of threes that were kind of like I kind of questioned a little bit, like some really early in the shot clock kind of kind of stuff that uh, I wasn't a big fan of. But they have to get him going. I mean, it's the Mavericks are eight and five, and there's so many people on the like between Bullock and and Tim and, and even Dorian before tonight. You know, they're not getting the most out of Christian Wood. Uh, quietly, Maxi Kleba has stopped making all all shots as well. Um, he's been really inconsistent with his shot. I mean, it really is. You know, it's really been Luca and Dinwiddie is the only two stable offensive players on the roster. So it is pretty remarkable that they're able to get to 85, and that's, you know, a testament to Luca. So, yeah, kind of felt like you had the the best version of the Mavericks and the worst version of the Mavericks in the same game. And thankfully, the worst version didn't stick around long enough for them to cough it up in the second half. Um, but yeah, they got they got Houston tomorrow night, Wednesday night in Houston. Um, Houston has two wins; they're bad. But you know, Washington was bad. Uh, that's Orlando that's a kryptonite, Josh. <laughs> bad. Yeah, I mean, you know, if Luca, honestly, I would love for them to sit Luca because I think everyone and their dog can guess. How Luca is going to look to start the fourth quarter to start the first quarter uh, tomorrow if Luca does play. So like instead of us having to watch him kind of be disinterested and slog through a game against an opponent he doesn't care about, let's just not play him and and save his legs. Like that would be my recommendation, and just see what happens. But uh, after that, they play Denver uh, in a home and home I think series. Yes. Um, So, Um, but uh, Joker
1: might be out for COVID. Yeah, the
0: Mavericks' schedule, man, just unbelievable. The breaks uh, they're getting on the schedule, like that... yeah, jo- uh, Jokic entered health and safety protocols today. So uh, I think the the rules are. I'm I'm pretty sure he's vaccinated. So the so if he, I think all he has to do to get back on the floor is just have a a, a negative test in the next like 24 hour. You know, within a 24 hour period. So uh, he could get back on the floor you know maybe by the time you know by uh by friday which is the first game but if if the, if he misses both of those games like man i'm just i'm going to have to talk to someone on the mavericks and ask them like how many chickens they sacrifice this <laughs> schedule has <laughs> been they um, have missed Zion and brandon ingram uh they missed Kawhi tonight they missed uh Banchero against uh, orlando they missed josh giddy against the thunder uh, even the the Memphis game, you know, no Jaron Jackson, no Dylan Brooks, no Zaire Williams, uh, like it's it's been pretty crazy. Uh, some of the injury luck they've gotten, uh, yeah. This and this year.
1: yeah, Josh, like, and that's like the thing that's like really just uh, in my craw about this team because I think you have pointed out like how. I don't know how the schedule has worked out for, with Dallas where it feels like they've played every home game and any casual road game that they, they have, they're back, it seems like, the next day. So they're not going on these 10-day benders where they're on the road. They're on, like, home turf pretty consistently. And the thing that I'm not a fan of, if Luca is potentially going to sit tomorrow, I know you and Kirk had, like, a... um conversation about Luca potentially being tired quote-unquote which I'm just like oh like why are we already having this conversation it's not even like February or March yet but you know kid proclaimed that he was worried that Luca was not going to make it till Christmas which like yeah no shit at this point if you have to play him 41 minutes every game that's not going to help the uh, situation but I just hate the idea of potentially conceiving a loss to Houston tomorrow because I don't really have confidence that they can, unless they are serious for a full, like, three quarters. Like, show, show me your series for three quarters. If they're serious for three quarters, they should win by double digits at minimum. But they're on the second night of a back-to-back, and the team has not been serious against these middling teams. And this has been, like, the, their are kryptonite, kryptonite since, like, Luka's been in a Maverick uniform. and. I think um, the, right now, if you look at their schedule, they're 18. They're only 18th as far as uh, strength of schedule, like without the NBA, you know, throughout the NBA. And now December is going to be a little rough because, you know, you definitely have a little bit more Boston's, Toronto's coming up. So they're not going to get these slugs, but you would like for them to like rise up against these teams in the muck. So that way, you know, if you have a bad game against Boston, oh, you know, we, you can understand that Boston's one of the best teams in the NBA but then when you're over here fiddling and farting around with uh you know lowly uh you know Kyle Kuzma lighting you up and then you tomorrow you've got you know Green who's been playing good uh you know Smith or rookie that they drafted he's been kind of uh not good in the last couple of weeks um but they're athletic and traditionally this Maverick team has struggled with athletic you know Counterparts and how interested are they gonna be in the game tomorrow? Because they had to expo like spend so much energy. Like, could you imagine if they would have lost a game tonight and then kids like, Well, we're gonna let rest Luca tomorrow? Like, Oh, like you're already setting this up for fail. So I would presume Luca is resting tomorrow and we are probably getting some Tim Hardaway handling the ball and um uh, probably some uh little minutes, if I would have to imagine.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, Tomorrow you know if Luca sits, at least that kind of takes some of the the weight off that game tomorrow, you know, like some of the stress, you know, because if they lose a game without Luca, it's like, all right, well, whatever, like <laughs> the whole team is, is Luca, so it wouldn't be like shocking, you know it's those you know it's like that wash you know it's like the the Washington game. Uh, on the second night of a back-to-back, where it was like Luca looks awful. Like you know, you, the worst thing is losing to a bad team when Luca's playing and looking tired and beat up. And it's like, well, if they were going to lose, just have him sit anyway. Like who cares? Like right. Like all that matters right now is keeping Luca upright and as fresh as possible for the most part. So we'll see. Um, as far as this game tonight, uh, I really I don't think I have anything else to say. I think we covered everything I wanted to hit uh, before we jump out of here, Brian. Anything you, want to hit, you wanted to hit on the game tonight? uh no i mean
1: i think it's like amazing did we i'm trying to look at the box score right now did the clippers somehow make it the entire game without uh second chance points i was looking at something super crazy well they only
0: had three offensive rebounds so oh, that's probably right
1: <laughs> that's just i i don't i don't even know how that happens it's Game absolutely does not make sense. If you've not seen the game, I'm sure the Lucas shot will be viral if it's not already viral at this point. I'm sure. um, glad the role players got out of their slumps. Um, it was nice that uh, Spencer was allowed to have a bad game where he didn't have to go Super sane and hit four threes um, in a game again consecutively. And uh it's nice that uh the Mav moneyball staffers can still go to the game and uh, know they're not bad luck, so oh <laughs> uh, now tomorrow we'll say we'll you know we'll see how tomorrow goes, but tomorrow is a, another day, Josh yeah,
0: tomorrow's tomorrow. We'll worry about that later, so, <laughs> Brian, thanks for hopping on tonight. Uh, I think this this is the first time we've podcasted together, so really appreciate it. had a good time. We'll definitely get you on again uh because the the schedule is long and and difficult and either me or kirk will need breaks occasionally so thanks again for hopping on we appreciate it yeah no problem buddy so this is josh bow mazmoneyball.com signing off for Moneyball after dark again mavericks defeat the los angeles clippers in a wild back and forth game 103 101 we will be talking to you tomorrow night uh wednesday night after the game against houston take care everyone